everyone. Welcome to the first episode on Behind the Brown Girl. We are so excited to get started. Our theme for this podcast is South Asian American representation, mainstream media, and we have the best guest. Yeah, and you guys don't understand. I'm literally fangirling right now because I'm so excited and nervous to meet our first guest, Rishika Jakaria. You guys probably know her as one of the sisters of the Jakaria sisters on TikTok. They grew their platform and they use TikTok to really spread awareness about South Asian and American culture combined. Yeah, she is so amazing. Um, I know her from Emory, actually. She was a senior when I was a freshman, um, and she was actually the person who got me involved with the Ross and Gerba community at Emory, so go to Ross. She was at my audition, and she was just so welcoming and comforting and really helped me get a lot more involved with the South Asian community. Yeah, so we're super excited to talk to her and to learn more about how it's like to be a representation for other South Asian Americans, especially young South Asian Americans, because we didn't have that representation growing up, so we're excited that this platform, TikTok, is used to really spread awareness about South Asian American culture. Yeah, we're so excited to get into it, so I'm going to make Ari stop talking. And let's <laughs> welcome Rishka Dikaria. Okay, I'm like kind of freaking out right now because... <gasps> I literally, no, I'm not even kidding. Like, I downloaded TikTok because of you, of you and your sisters. Oh, <laughs> we are so excited uh, to have you as our first guest. Um, and we're so excited to talk to you. Um, but before we start, can you tell us a little bit about yourself and your background? Yeah, first of all, thank you so much for having me again. Um, you guys are awesome and what you're doing is really great. And I think it's so important to have these dialogues and conversations, especially for South Asian women. So it's really awesome. But um, just to tell you a little bit about myself. So my parents immigrated from India to the U.S. in the 1980s um, and they settled down in New York City. So specifically in Brooklyn, which is where I was born and my sisters were also born there. And we all grew up in Brooklyn. Um, it was really cool to grow up in New York because it's so diverse and we were surrounded by so many different types of people um, and went to school in New York City, grew up doing that. And then after high school, um, I moved to Atlanta to do undergrad. I went to Emory. It's really weird to say went like past tense because I just graduated um, in May of 2020. And I loved my four years at Emory. It was really cool to immerse myself in the Emory community and to get more involved with the South Asian community at Emory through different collegiate dance teams. Um, and now that I've graduated, I've been back home in New York quarantining with my family and you know, just waiting to see what happens and hopefully things open up again soon and things will be back to normal. We definitely rep New York, so we love that. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I did not know you were from New York. Yeah, I am. I am. So what do you say? Like, I know you said that New York is really diverse and everything. So once you moved to Atlanta, like, I personally, like, never experienced, like, the Southern community, I guess. So, like, how would that differentiate? Yeah, that's a really good question. And it's something that I was kind of nervous about before I moved to Atlanta. I'd never really been to the South. I'd never lived in the South. But I was pleasantly surprised. I think Atlanta is a really diverse city too. I think it's been the hub of the civil rights movement. So there's a lot of history and culture in Atlanta itself. And Emory has a really diverse student body. Um, mm -hmm. 
in all like in all ways i think geographically especially which is not something i expected i thought everyone from emory would be from georgia or be from southern states but there were a lot of people from new york or the northeast um like shifa when i met you i was like oh my god we have another new yorker so yeah i think it was a very um the city itself is really different, but I'm really glad that I had that experience to get away from New York for four years and experience kind of a different city and a different just geographic region. I think it really helped me in terms of understanding more history, culture, and expanding that knowledge. Yeah, I feel like I can definitely agree to that. I feel like when I came to Emory, it was so diverse. I just did not expect that um, in like the best way possible. And I, I feel like I learned so much being there even my first year. So I, I definitely yeah. Our fans like love you, everyone. Oh. Our community just like we are so like. Congratulations on like becoming so. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you and your sisters. Yeah, thank you. That's so sweet. It's it's crazy to like even hear that they're fans because I just like literally think of everyone as just supporters, and it's just it's it's so awesome getting to experience this. But um, so when we all came home together, we haven't really been living at home together. It's been about 10 years since my older sister left for college. So we came home at the beginning of quarantine because all of our schools went virtual and we've grown up dancing together. We would always dance together at like family functions or family friends events. So this wasn't anything new. I guess the only difference this time was that we considered filming the videos and then posting them somewhere. So I didn't know, Aria, as you mentioned, what TikTok was. I thought it was like 13 year olds <laughs> lip syncing and I don't know what they were doing. And I actually refused to download TikTok. I was like, I'm not getting into this. It seems super addictive. Like I don't want to even, you know, get into that. But my younger sister, Ashika, she had the app and she had been like making videos for fun with her friends at school. So she found a, a dance and she was like, let's do it together. It'll be really fun. So we decided to just try it and do and film it together. And it was really fun. We posted it. And then after that, after we posted that, we started seeing more trends that we each liked. Um, so like for me, I saw like some Ross and Bhangra trends. My older sister Omega saw some more like Latin fusion trends. And then Ashika really enjoyed doing the more TikToky dances. So we started posting those. And then we were like, you know what? If we're gonna start posting videos together or like with each other on the same account, let's just change the name of the account and just make it like a sister's account. Mm-hmm. Um, so we ended up doing that. And then one of the first videos that started gaining a lot of traction was a video that we did to the Oh Na 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 trend. We added Danya, obviously, you know, with Ross, I was like, I have to. So I think people really enjoyed seeing that because it combined like the South Asian American identity, specifically that Gujarati identity. And then from there, we were like, you know what, this is really cool. There's a really big audience of South Asian Americans or just South Asian, um, like diaspora members in general on TikTok. And so we decided to cater our content more towards that. And I think that's what we enjoyed doing the most mm-hmm. um, is like doing those fusion pieces or doing those trends with more of a twist on them. So that's kind of how we started. <laughs> we weren't expecting any of this, but it's been really fun. No, that's literally crazy because I, I think you guys really opened up my eyes to like South Asian Americans actually owning their culture because like I've danced my entire life and I'm so scared to actually like post a video like I feel like that's such a vulnerable thing to do, you know? And for you and your sisters to actually do that is, like, so cool. Like, and I love how, like, a lot of your dances are, like, you transition from a South Asian piece to a hip-hop American piece. So I love how you're accepting, like, that dual identity. Yeah, I think that's a really good point that you bring up. It's, like, that fear of 
posting it or um, like owning the identity. It's something that I've also struggled with. So it's been really cool to see that there's so many other people out there that feel the same way and that also have been dancing and engage in that identity in the same way. So it's been also really cool to see that through all of this. You talked a little bit about like that, like dual identity of being like South Asian, but also like being American. So like, how do you feel like balancing your, those two backgrounds has been like um, in on TikTok and like also just in your life? Yeah, that's a, I think growing up, um, growing up in New York, as I mentioned, it's really diverse. But even then, I always felt like my identities were mutually exclusive and that they could never really mesh together. When I would go to school, you know, I like, like I, you know, my mom would make me go with like oil in my hair. She would like give me Indian food to bring for lunch. And I was so embarrassed by that. I was like, if I show this side of me, people will think I'm less like American. Um, And then going to Indian dance classes growing up, I felt like I was too American. Like I would, I didn't understand the language as much or just things like that. And I think that it was really hard to appreciate and understand that, listen, I have, I have a hyphenated identity and it's okay that I feel like they're at odds with each other at, at times, but I can combine them. I can live together with the two identities. And just knowing that there are other people out there that feel the same way has been really um, eye-opening because I didn't know that there was such a large community of South Asian diaspora members before TikTok. Um, so on TikTok, you know, when you think of TikTok, I think that the first names that come to mind are like Charlie D'Amelio, Addison Ray, people like that which is really great. They're super talented. They're amazing dancers, but you don't really think of South Asian people and like South Asian trends or South Asian songs and dances. And that's been really cool being at kind of the forefront of like leading that on TikTok and bringing that to TikTok and seeing other people do the trends. Like I think when, when we filmed the dance to the song, um, Gamaria, it was just a fun, like Gerba song. We didn't think anything would come of it. We were just having so much fun with it. And then the number of people that like did the trend and did the dance was incredible. Like I didn't realize that the dance and that song could reach that many people. And I think that was the moment where we felt really like motivated and just super grateful that we have this platform and that we can maybe like inspire others to also do things that they're passionate about with and you know, things that really combine their identities. So I think that TikTok has surprisingly been a really um, awesome platform to kind of engage with the identity, even though I didn't think it would be. So it's been it's been really eye opening to see that on on TikTok. Yeah, I also feel like South Asian media representation has lacked since the beginning of time. But I feel like TikTok <laughs> really did bring out so many South Asian Americans just like owning their culture, owning like the dance style, the like clothing. Like there's so many people just wearing like the beautiful outfits and like. I don't think personally I've ever seen that in mainstream media. So it's so cool to see like so many South Asians like yourself, just like putting yourself out there with that and not being ashamed of it. You know, I feel like Camaria, like that was just like went viral and it was so cool to watch people do at it and like show their own cultures and put on this like outfits. And it just mm-hmm. felt like people were proud to be like South Asian American. And it was so cool to see that on TikTok for sure. So you talk about like your experience with like interacting with people um, on TikTok and you, people are duetting your videos and tagging you. So like, how's your experience been like communicating and like talking to people on um, TikTok, like especially the South Asian community? Yeah, I so TikTok is such a cool platform. And I think it's, I think the only platforms that like could be compared to TikTok or are similar are probably Vine and like Musical.ly. But I think TikTok is so cool in that, it's super hyper targeted and 
TikTok has this crazy algorithm that will kind of target exactly what they know that you'll like and what, you know, the kind of content that you put out, they'll kind of mimic that and match that with what comes up on your FYP. So I think the cool thing about TikTok is that you can come across so many different accounts and people. And that has been amazing in terms of um, interacting with new accounts and dancers and just content creators in general. Um, and I think that TikTok has cool features, as you mentioned, where you can duet and anyone can comment. You don't have to be friends with the person to comment on their video to show them support and kind of show them that hype. So it's been really, um, it's been great having that, you know, algorithm showing us new videos and seeing all of these South Asian diaspora members, not only from the US, like from Canada, from South Africa, Australia, India, literally everywhere, um, making videos and, you know, doing the duets and doing the choreographies. So I think that TikTok has been a great platform in terms of like expanding that reach, but also expanding how much comes in and how much you can actually see with the content that's being created. Yeah, no, I definitely agree that TikTok is so universal. I feel like TikTok was so crazy in India itself and like that whole thing. And then in the United States as well, it's really been a platform for people to just show off their culture, like unapologetically. And mm -hmm. that's what we love so much about it. And I feel like the stigma against TikTok has really gone away since quarantine has happened. And mm -hmm. <laughs> they just don't have anything to do. But yeah. Um, it definitely is a platform for so many people to just be themselves. And that's what I love about TikTok. Yeah, I agree. I feel like people are just really willing to be their themselves on the app, which is so great and just like post their own content. Um, and it's so cool to watch South Asian community, like amazing singers, amazing dancers, mm -hmm. people be themselves, which is just like so, so amazing. Yeah. And no, I love that you said like unapologetically themselves, because I feel like, on TikTok because there's access to so many sounds and so many videos, people feel so much more comfortable. And like Shifa, you mentioned, like I feel like people are getting recognition when they may not have been getting that otherwise on different platforms because I think TikTok, like you, all you need is really like a phone or any sort of camera to just post videos. And TikTok has all of those built in like editing features. You don't need like high equipment or anything crazy to create like a nice quality video. So it's really cool in that way too. So I'm just curious, um, what South Asian American media representation did you have like growing up, if you had any? Yeah, <laughs> honestly, I can't even like remember any South Asian media representation that really like st stuck out to me. And I was like, wow, like I see myself in this character. Like the characters that come to mind are like from Phineas and Ferb. What is his name? Like Bal Baljeet, I think that's his name. Baljeet, like him. <laughs> and then from like The Big Bang Theory, Mm -hmm. um, I think his name is Raj. I think that's the character. Um, and then, like, the movie, like, Harold and Kumar, which I wasn't allowed to watch because I think it was rated R. I was really young. But I remember, like, seeing a brown character on the screen. Um, so it was, like, always a stereotypical South Asian character, not somebody who I could ever identify with or I could see myself, you know, in. Um, so very limited. But I'm really glad that, like, that media landscape is changing now with like shows like never have i ever and then um just like mindy kaling whatever she's put out it's been really great so it's nice to see that it's changing but definitely growing up i didn't have that representation at all like even in dance i never saw people that look like me doing the dance styles that i grew up doing no i feel like so many south asian americans including myself could like relate to that because i'm obsessed with princess jasmine and no one mm -hmm. understands why and it's because this animated character was the closest thing that looked like me growing up. And everyone else, like Lily Singh was so 
big when we were like younger and I was in love with her but she like all the power to her but she also did play into this very stereotypical South Asian like a lot of her skits on YouTube did play into that role so I feel like by educating others that aren't a, po- a part of the South Asian American community they just mistook that in a way that like mm-hmm. all South Asian Americans are this way and it played into this like this internalized racism turned into normalized racism towards like South Asian Americans. That, that was like really good. well said, Aria. Like <laughs> even like Rishka, like you were like saying, like, oh, I remember this brown character, but you weren't even like that sure of them. Like it's crazy that like we just didn't have the best representation growing up. And I feel like that did make us like a little hesitant of our own culture. But mm-hmm. I'm so glad now that like apps like TikTok and Instagram and influencers are like really being themselves and unapologetic and showing that like, Indian and South Asian culture is just really amazing. It's something that like we can balance as like young adults. Yeah, we've definitely been able to like reclaim our identities and show people what it really means and how nuanced and complex that identity is and that it's not just one stereotype or the other. So that's really, I think that's been really awesome. Yeah, and thank you and your sisters for being a part of that. Like, oh, thank you. Talk of like South Asian Americans, like feeling really good about these dances and these songs and just like being part of their culture. So thank you for that. What what is one last question? Actually, maybe two okay. questions. Um, okay. <laughs> what is some advice you would give to South Asian American like young adults right now who want to share their identity and like want to post on TikTok and stuff, but maybe are a little too nervous to do that? It's really, I think it's really nerve wracking, and it can be really, it can feel very stressful to like put yourself out there and make that first post. But I would encourage everyone to take that first step. I think that's the hardest part. Um, because it's scary, like social media is scary. People will have opinions, people will make assumptions about you, right? But I think the one thing that you can control is what you decide that you want to post out and, you know, posting out what you feel comfortable putting out there. Um, and that's something that we've also been like trying to grapple with and deal with is like, often we'll think, oh, but like, what will people think if we post this out? But then we remind ourselves, listen, like what matters to us? What drives us? What what are we passionate about? And if, if the thing that we've created falls into those categories, we'll go ahead and post it. Um, and you never know what, what can come out of posting something. Like if anyone had told me like five months ago that the, our TikTok account would have as many followers as it does right now, I would have like laughed and been like, there's no way, like I've, I'm not even downloading TikTok. Uh, but you, you literally never know. Um, sometimes you just have to take the first step and do what makes you happy. You know, do what, inspires you and if it inspires you i'm sure it'll inspire other people out there too um so we do this segment on our podcast where we want to read out um embarrassing stories of like our viewers and we tell our own embarrassing stories just to like break those boundaries and show that like no one is perfect like no matter what so we just want to ask you do you have an embarrassing story that you want to share with us yeah okay so i have i have an embarrassing trait that i can share (laughs) and i can kind of give examples so I think people are really like shocked to find this out because I feel like when you think of dancers, like dancers are real, like they have control over their bodies. They're super um, like, like they have strength in different ways. Um, but anytime I'm not dancing, I am like the clumsiest person that I know. Like when I'm dancing, I have like so much control over my body and I'm like, yes, I'm hitting these moves. The minute I stop dancing, I'm the clumsiest person actually. Um, I'm always dropping things at home. Like my mom doesn't let me come into the kitchen because if I pick something up, like I'll drop it without even realizing that like it's happening. Um, 
on campus, I've fallen up the stairs like multiple times. My senior year, I lived in this townhouse that had like really steep stairs. And the number of times that I fell up the stairs, my roommate was shocked. She was like, I don't understand how you can dance for like five hours a day, but then come home and like trip up while you're walking up the stairs. Um, And then also on campus, anytime I'm walking and like wearing the night, like these like Nike sneakers, I don't know if this happens to you guys too. They get stuck a lot on the, yeah. So my sneaker, it it happens every single time I've been on campus. I'll be walking with anyone and they'll be like, literally, are you okay? Like, why are you tripping? And it was so bad that one time I like stopped myself, but then I fell over and I twisted my ankle. So I have really bad luck when it comes to just like doing regular everyday normal things because I'm just so clumsy. So it's embarrassing when I tell people because they're just really shocked to find out. They're like, this is not like possible because you dance, but it is. <laughs> no, don't worry. I could relate to that on a different level. Like I am, yeah. I fall everywhere. I throw up. I like, I'm just <laughs> a mess like half the time. I feel that girl. I feel that. <laughs> Like, that's crazy. I like literally did not know that. I feel like whenever I see you at like Ross Park or something, you're always just like so controlled. I know. Like, <laughs> that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy. It's like a different life that I live outside of dance. Okay, so one last segment that we would like to do is called Rapid Fire. So we didn't tell okay. you about this segment because we want you to be brutally honest. Okay. So we're going to say a word and hopefully the whole point of it is to see what you actually think of the word. So. Okay. You say a word back right away without thinking about it. So if I were to say love and then someone, if you say heartbreak, I know that you associate love and heartbreak together. Okay. But it will Interesting. be. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So are you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> so social media. Opportunities. TikTok. Culture. Dance. Passion um media representation growing south asian diverse taupe like positivity and confidence okay (laughs) (laughs) thank you so much rishka for being on that was really good conversation we're so like happy we got to have it with you thank you so much for having me um as i mentioned earlier i think what you guys are doing is so fantastic i think especially right now when everyone's home in quarantine it's really nice to see even this is a form of representation that you guys are increasing so big ups to you guys for starting this podcast and i'm genuinely excited to see where it goes and how how much you guys do with it because i'm sure the the opportunities are endless oh thank you no but it honestly means so much from coming from a south asian american like just supporting another south asian american which is somewhat iffy at times and it's just so empowering to just see that and like honestly all props to you oh thank you so much i really appreciate it and let your sisters know that um we love them um and we hope that they're doing good and that they're doing amazing too yes i will i really wish they could be here but my younger sister she goes to georgia tech and she actually left yesterday so she's there and then my older sister has been doing her internship so she's been busy doing that and then she leaves soon so it's so hectic right now, but yeah, and no, I'll definitely let them know. They really wish that they could have been a part of this, but they're sending their love to you guys too. Oh. <laughs> well, it was so nice meeting you. Yeah. yeah, you too, you too. I'm excited to keep up with your Instagram page and see what happens with the podcast. So Arya, are you done fangirling yet? No, and it's literally been a few hours and I just can't get over how sweet and humble she was. Like, 
I don't think she even realizes that there's people like me that literally fangirl so hard over her and her sisters. I totally agree. Like, I know Rishka and I was still fangirling because, like, she is just such an amazing speaker and we had so much fun talking to her. We could have talked to her forever. So we just really want to thank her so much for being a part of our podcast. Go on TikTok, go look at her videos because she's amazing. Yeah, and if you guys don't know who the Jakaria sisters are, like, what are you doing? Like, go on TikTok right now, watch their videos because I promise you from personal experience, like, you will get hooked. But, like, if you're one of those people who protest TikTok, which, like, I totally understand. I don't Mm -hmm. know if Aria does, but I do, like, you can go on their Instagram. They have all their videos up on there. So give them a like, give them a follow. Um, and I would definitely appreciate it. Yeah, and don't forget to send in your embarrassing stories because we shared ours in our intro podcast. Rishika shared hers. And we just want to hear your guys' embarrassing stories and hopefully you could top one of ours. Yeah, and we really hope you love the podcast. We're so excited for our content coming up. Um, and we're really excited to see you again. So, all right, you want to kick it off? Okay, so until next time, stay proud, stay loud, and stay you. Bye. Bye.